guys. Welcome back to Partner World with Jess. And Matt. And today we wanted to go over all things social media as this seemed to be a current theme from our last podcast, talking about the pros and cons and just everything we're seeing throughout the industry. Can you call that a first episode, Jess? I guess so. It was like a little trailer or teaser. I like trailer better. You know, like on Netflix, it's like a one-minute little preview of the show that you might want to watch. Yeah, I guess so. I think trailer <laughs> is a bit, bit more applicable, I would say. Yep, definitely. So welcome to episode one. <laughs> episode one, indeed. Let's get started, shall we? Let's. What we've done today is we've picked some pros and cons about using social media for your fitness education or your health education. I thought it'd be good to start with the cons. Yep. So we'll start with con number one, which is that everybody wants a magic pill or a quick fix. Some fast results with little to no work put in. <laughs> yeah, I think at the moment amongst the general population, there is a serious sustainability issue mm-hmm. or even a discipline issue. I feel yeah. like people don't want to spend the time building habits that are going to make them healthier for long periods of time. They yeah. want that crash course of their wedding. They want that crash course of summer. They don't want to spend the time in actually doing the hard work. Mm, they they want, just want something's going to happen now. Yeah, they want the path of least resistance. Yeah. So I think you've definitely hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, which really surprises me because you think that people obviously would want something that's going to be long-term. If you're going to put effort into losing 10 kilos, would you not like to keep that off forever instead of rebounding and putting on 15? Well, for me personally, I know I've trained clients to achieve the same result three or four times. Mm, exactly. I think any coach out there that's been in the industry for a period of time understands that clients come and go mm. and some come back. Yeah. And I think from like a client standpoint, a lot of them may not realize this or may not realize how much harder it is, you know, the second time around or the third time around that, you know, your metabolism is getting hit each time and that the people who are looking for that quick fix end up working so much harder in the bigger picture. Yeah, for sure. I think understanding energy balance as a whole is crucial for long-term maintenance. Definitely. Clients that have spent time in a deficit and have built strategies to stay in a deficit can then use some of those strategies to maintain. Yep. Or even achieve a surplus for some muscle gain results. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like that's one of the biggest issues that we're struggling with at the moment. Yeah, and I think there's probably not enough education or importance placed on maintenance as a whole. Oh, you for know, sure. I think I've got my result. I'm done. There's very much a huge lack of reverse dieting out there. Definitely. Well, if you look at all these transformation challenges that pop up, and mm-hmm. they're very common, yep. and I think they have their place. When done correctly with realistic goals, that can be a really good platform to build some of these habits. Yep. Get more sleep. Eat Mm. more frequently. Eat less junk food. Yeah. But when it's done purely with this huge total in mind, I think it just reinforces that kind of relapse. Yep. And when that finishes, you know, what happens the weekend after that and ongoing, of course. Mm. Yeah. Very easy uh, kind of vicious cycle going on there. Yeah, Definitely. For me personally, I feel like that's an issue with education, but I think that leads us into our second point. Definitely. So our second point on the con list is a lack of education as a whole for clients and coaches alike. When looking at a certificate three and four in fitness, there is very limited nutrition education within that whole curriculum. Definitely, yeah. Like Jess, obviously you've been to university and studied nutrition. Yep. Did you get anything close to what you learned at uni in your Cert 3 or 4? No. I actually don't even, couldn't even tell you what was in my Cert 3 and 4 course nutrition-wise, genuinely. Which is pretty scary. Yeah, Especially very. with some of these courses getting pumped out in 12 weeks or less, mm. and then that person's in charge of someone's health. 
And when nutrition plays such a large role in, you know, a fat loss or a transformation being like more than 50% of the result, when there's a lack of education there, this makes the game really hard for some personal trainers who haven't had that education. Now, to bring it back to social media, this is where I feel like some personal trainers or coaches then resort to using their body image to sell their services or in some of the more high-profile cases, sell a product. Yeah, definitely. From a consumer point of view, the lack of educational frameworks in schools, not even talking about Cert 3 and 4, but actual public school education is making these body image promotions more and more appealing because they simply don't know where else to go. 100%. I think that's the education out there. That's the easiest form of education or lack thereof that people go to, especially from, you know, when you look at teenagers, especially in females, they're looking at all these people they're idolizing who are putting out, you know, these paid programs or whatever it may be, and that's why it's attracting people. And the real scary thing is, is that a lot of these photos have been altered in some way. Mm. They've got a filter. They've been edited. Definitely. And, like, I don't want to go down the path of body image dysmorphia or any eating disorder issues because I'm sure there's cases of it. I think this kind of brings us into our third point as well, which is paid advertising. So we have a lot of people who are social media influencers, for a better choice of words, that are getting paid to promote products that they may not necessarily support or use themselves. Some of these influencers, or open air quotes, health and well-being experts. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs (laughs) have a nutritionist tied to them so they can actually release it. Yeah. Some of them literally have no idea what they're doing to people. Yeah, very true. And I think that comes from a legal standpoint too because they have no qualification to be giving that sort of advice. Exactly right. One of the biggest examples that comes to my mind is the elevation mask. Mm. There was a period of time where all these athletes were being filmed and being put on social media wearing this mask when in reality the research just says it doesn't improve your performance. It's exactly the same thing as having a plastic bag over your head and going (laughs) for a run. It doesn't improve anything, but because it – it's chucked on big muscly guy or a lean toned girl, I need to have that. Yeah. And in reality, are they actually going and training using this in their normal day-to-day training when a camera is not on them? Probably not. Yeah, probably I'll put my money on not. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, shall we take a bit more of a positive spin and head to our pros? Yeah, let's get down, to down the street of positivity, <laughs> shall we? All right, so our first pro is that it allows us to create a community of like-minded people. Even being a part of your fitness facilities Facebook group, for example, is a means of you sharing triumph or even sharing strategies. Yeah, definitely. And I think it also helps people hold each other accountable in a fun way. You know, you see someone else has been training or they've done something, oh, hey, it motivates you to want to go train. Or it gives you buddies and friends that you can make with similar goals. I think for me, looking at my job role and your job role, one of our biggest factors that goes unheralded is the accountability that we provide definitely people can jump from training system to training system but a coach that keeps you accountable is few and far between yep agreed so this is another easy way to kind of help within that for free on social media our second pro of social media is it allows you to window shop or be a fly on the wall definitely instagram in particular has stories that shows you the insights of any group training program, or even potentially a personal trainer's methods. Yeah. And allows you to kind of consider, is that a system that I see myself going in? Is that a place where I want to be? 
Yeah, definitely. And kind of getting a fair amount of insight before you've even stepped foot in the door. And our final point for our pros is that it's an avenue for free information. There's a lot of good quality information out there if you know what you're looking for to get lots of great content. Yeah, if you clear the fluff (laughs) out of your following list, it's a lot of great influencers out there creating great communities and releasing some great content that you can actually implement straight away. Definitely, definitely. So I've made a list of our top four Instagram pages that we think are kind of got the best value to them and are the most kind of credible, reliable sources that we enjoy watching content from. Um, First one would be James Smith. I think he's very good at kind of clearing up all the bullshit, getting to the point, and isn't afraid to say what is and what isn't crap out there. Yeah, I think that's needed. Definitely not afraid of a call out, James Smith. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, My second one would be Ben Carpenter. I think, or we both agree, that he's got a very good scientific background. Uh, Definitely from more of a researched point of view when it comes to both nutrition and exercise. I think that anyone that's been to university and has had to read a research article knows how difficult it is to actually get to the end, like (laughs) the whole way through. Not only does he do that, but he actually helps you draw conclusions from said article. Yeah, exactly. So he'd definitely be a good kind of more scientific page to be looking at. Well, no, just recently he released one on the whole concept of food tracking on MyFitnessPal. He did. And how effective that was. Yeah. Our third person is Christian Woodford. He's a firm believer that the basics done well is better than the fancy stuff done poorly. So I think you can learn a lot about all the variations on the simple movement patterns. Definitely. I like that. And now lastly is nutrition culture, which provides some easy to consume information on lifestyle, nutrition, and training. I know I always find myself sharing him on my Instagram story, so he's doing something right. Yeah, it's great general population knowledge. Like it's simplified and it's straight to the point. I think that's yeah, really good. Yeah, exactly right. Awesome. So I guess that's a wrap on our social media podcast. Yeah, episode one is done and dusted. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you took something away from today's podcast and we will see you next time. Stay tuned, guys. See ya. Bye.